Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 10 of Dick's Picks Betting. His father was a mutter. His father was a mutter. His mother was a mutter. His mother was a mutter. I'm Michael here, joined in person by Richard to uh, witness him take a shot here soon enough. And we're also joined by the great Mike Simon over there. Mike, how you doing? I'm hanging in there, boys. So we've already gone over our week three uh, picks from last week. But uh, Mike, now that you're joining us, why don't you just go over you know, how you fared last week? Well, I stayed right on course for the record, and we're sticking with Fade Simon Says. I, I was one and three again, guys. Um, you know, obviously there's two high confidence picks in there. The cats just let me down. You know, it was one of those things we we knew the secondary was going to get challenged this year. We were, lost three guys in the NFL. I had not seen a lot of explosive plays out of Missouri to this point in the year. That game was just a shock to me because Missouri's offense looked explosive. Those receivers looked as advertised, and K State looked lost in the secondary. And in what, by the way, great kick, sixty-one yarder in the rain. If I'm going to lose, that's how I want to go down on my sword. So that one was a hurt. Um, financially, I keep doing well, though, because, of course, guys, the, the lock of the week last week was Fresno State at the end of the night. And that, again, saved me. I don't know if that's saving me or just betting against Arizona State. So, But I think I'm on to something. So we're, we're going to do a little different this week. Instead of me giving all these picks for everybody to fade, I'm going to do the Simon Says lock of the week because I keep making money and making terrible picks. So, so what do you guys say on this one? Since I'm only going to pick one team this week, I, I've devised this fiendishly clever game of skills. You guys have to guess my lock of the week. Oh, your lock of the week. Okay, so what's the biggest sicko bet of the week? What's the worst possible game we could find, Richard? What do you think? He's taking Tech at West Virginia. Oh, such a good guess. Okay, but, I'm uh, guessing Iowa State then. against Oklahoma State. Oh, God, you guys really do think I'm instantly a sicko better, and I kind of am. You're getting very close. All right, yeah, you guys ready for my first clue? Or, it's it's a bad one, but the mascot is kind of like a racist version of Yosemite Sam. You're not taking New Mexico State at Hawaii, are you? Oh, I'm not. You're still getting close, though. A racist, you know, this is, is it UNLV? I am UNLV. Who's the UNLV play? They play the Fighting Demos. You know, oh, oh. my favorite going to UTEP. And like that is my most confident play. I'm going to load up on it this week and go with the lock of the week style. I really like this one. Barry Odom. Uh, Mike, you can talk on that a little bit. Know the coach down there. They're just fresh off an ex- a big win over Vanderbilt. So there could be a little letdown for UNLV. That is my biggest concern in this one. But the truth is, I think this UTEP team is quitting. We've talked about it on the show. They, they just look bad. So I think two and a half is a gift. I'm all over the Rebs, and that is the lock of the week. And if you want to fade me, I'll say on the show on record, I'm also going to play Rutgers and Wake Forest and James Madison. This week, <laughs> I like the Rutgers. Hey, hey, I am not going to fade you and take the fighting Danny, Dana Demos. So, you know, you you got it. They've burned us too much already. You're, I'm against Dana. He's the first Dana to get fired this year, I think. If we can get that bet, I'd also take it. So you got one. You got anything UFC? You got anything else, Mike? Yeah, you know, we went one and one last week on UFC. So we're, we're still four and four on the year. A lot of more plus money. Last week, the break even kind of hit. Yeah, I, I'm always going to bet the fights, guys, because they've got a special place in my heart. 
Um, so this week, normally I always try to give you guys a plus money play. I just, on this card, there, there's one that I think is about the favorite, and i got to come on here and, and champion the favorite. It's way down the card, small fight, guy by the name of Muhammad Usman. This is the Nigerian nightmare, Usman's brother that dominated for so long. This guy's a heavyweight. Um, he's a negative 140 favorite fighting Jake Collier. This guy's clean. He just won the ultimate fighter. He's, I think his nickname's Motor. He can go all three rounds. Never been knocked out. Great pedigree. Collier's kind of a sloppy clown. It feels like the UFC's gifting this one to Usman, and he's only negative 140. So I really like that bet, and I really want to be right this week. So that's the one I'm going to kind of sell. But I will say this. If negative 140 is too rich for people's blood, and you need to kind of bet that favorite – because I'm telling you, it will hit. I am betting this both ways. I'm also taking a parlay on that one. Usman to win. And then the over on the co-main between Bryce Mitchell and Dan Ige. It's an interesting thing. Mitchell started out as a negative 250 favorite. He's still a negative 205 favorite. Ige is a seasoned pro. Mitchell's an up-and-comer. But Mitchell's only shown one game. That's his submission game. He, if he doesn't submit you, he's not finishing you. Dan Ige's never been submitted. I don't think maybe the underdog wins here, but I think he definitely goes the distance. I'm going to play the over on that one in Usman, and that'll get your plus money. Hey, I like it. I don't know a damn thing about UFC, but hell, maybe I'll join you with these degenerate games and and, and take an esports pick or something at some point. Jesus. Hey, it's the only thing that's been working for me when you're going one <laughs> and three every week. Yeah, I respect it. So before we uh, get into me and Richard's week four picks, I figured I'd go over a little bit of the week three data as I didn't do it in the previous episode, mainly because I didn't have it done yet. Um, So last week, we stayed uh, pretty consistent. Uh, 11.9 points was our average off of the spread for every game last week, as well as 12.2 points off of the total from last week. Last week, uh, both according to Action Network and Vegas Insider, uh, the public hit 58% of their bets against the spread. So pretty pretty surprising there. Um, the, the biggest uh, result that really stuck out to me was uh, the Texas State-Jackson um, State game. Not just because I bet on Texas State. Uh, that wasn't the biggest spread result, but uh, the over-under was 61 and a half. And they broke that thing by 49 and a half points. That's the that's the biggest over under or spread um, off by the whole year. Um, obviously, it was 77 Texas State, uh, Jackson State 34. So big big break from the spread there. We like to see that. Uh, as far as the biggest result from uh, the actual spread line, it was uh, 32 and a half. And uh, one of the teams I brought up, it, as far as I thought Mike might be betting against. Uh, it was Oklahoma State against South Alabama. I mean, Oklahoma State, a six-and-a-half-point favorite, loses 33-7. to seven. Ugly, ugly result. Um, so I don't have a whole bunch of results from last week. You know, I have that broad data. One thing I have started looking into, um, and it, just to uh, piss Craig off because I know it won't make him happy to hear me say this, um, but, you know, one thing we've had in our mind for quite a while is – you know, when a public is heavily betting on one line, you know, 80% of the money's on a specific spread or a specific over-under, um, you know, we tend to think, hey, you know, 
Vegas is about to pull a fast one on the public and it's going to go downhill for them. So I went up and, uh, you know, I've, I've collected all the data for, uh, what Vegas insider says, uh, percentage of money is on each side for the spread. And then also what action network says is what is on each side for the spread. Um, so I have that data right here and I figured I'd look at the games where there's a, a, a big, big difference in terms of who's betting on what side when Vegas and when both Vegas insider and action network had 25% or less of the money on the home team, the public only hit a third of the time Hmm. and the actual distance from the spread, you know, I've been saying it's usually 11 points on average away from the spread. It's actually 16.2 points away from the spread. So not only is the public getting burned, but it's not even close. They're getting burned in a big, big way. Um, so, you know, the, the big ones to, to say were the UConn-Georgia State game, Memphis-Arkansas State. Uh, one last week was Kansas-Nevada. I mean, a huge one. All the money was on Kansas, and Nevada covered by 20.5 points. You have Alabama at USF, once again, 20.5 points, and then Florida State at Boston College, 23 and a half points. So, you know, a lot of distance from the spread when you see that. Um, I was also taking a look into when the public is heavily betting on the home team. There is a little bit of a discrepancy. It's like 40% of the time the public hits. So it's much less than 50 still, but it's not quite the 33%, you know, the really low, low rate and way far away from the actual spread is the result you're getting. Um, but I'm going to keep looking over this data, um, mainly just because I want to prove Craig wrong um, when he says it doesn't matter what the public's betting. Because, you know, it, it could actually matter what the public is betting um, and ex- exactly how Vegas is, is strategically placing lines in, in terms to... Uh, the same the same trend cannot be found for over-unders. Um, for the most part, it seems very random. There also seems to be less results as far as, you know, the public heavily betting one way on the over-unders as they do for the spread. So it's not, not, mu- not much can be gleaned. Obviously, we're only three weeks in. I'd like four weeks of data as well. Honestly, I'd like 12 weeks of data. Uh, the downside is, is Vegas Insider and Action Network, they don't have the data from last year. So we're going to keep saving this um, and we'll keep updating and, you know. You know what? In 20 years, you might really have this honed down. In 20 years. In 20 years, boys, we might be making money. So hold your pants, okay? Go ahead. All right. So I'm going to go over my picks for week four here. Um, I've got quite a few uh, FBS. I do have some FCS that I just pray will actually be able to bet on on FanDuel. At least last year I was able to, but, you know, I like my FCS. What can I say? Anyway, favorites. Moving on to... 11 a.m. I have two games. Uh, biggest one for me is Northern Illinois um, minus six and a half against Tulsa. Northern Illinois is only three and a half point favorites. I, I really like this Northern Illinois team, honestly. I know, they have, out. I know I know Lombardi's out. I know Lombardi's out. I still like Northern Illinois. So far, all the money is falling on Tulsa. The lines moved a little bit. I, I, I like Northern Illinois. I haven't seen Tulsa at all. Mike, you know anything about Tulsa this year? I've watched very little of that Oklahoma game, and they just looked bad. Yeah. And I, I think OU's legit. And and moving that on, my other 11 a.m. game, OU. 
14 and a half point favorites going into Cincinnati. I'm taking a minus 20 and a half. I can respect that. I'm taking a minus 20 and a half. Cincy, you know, done pretty well the past couple weeks. They're about to get blown out, though. OU's going to show how good they really are, I think. Um, they kind of disappointed me in that SMU game. They did actually end up covering the original spread, so that's, I haven't mentioned it. That's the first spread that actually hit, and my alternate didn't. So, Vegas won one. Congrats, Vegas. I'm proud of you. Um, this week, they're not going to win that, though, because OU's going to dominate. All right. I don't mind that bet. Next up on the docket, I actually, this game was brought to attention uh, by Mike himself, actually. Um, Ball State at home playing Georgia Southern. No respect being given to Ball State. I mean, they played two really good top 25 teams. Uh, maybe not top 25. Kentucky should be top 25, though. Agreed. Um, and, you know, yeah, they got pounded. But Georgia Southern just isn't that good. I, I don't like Brim as a quarterback. Um, and Ball State, I think I think uh, Marquise Cooper is just going to run all over this Georgia State team. I mean, I think he's going to run for 150, 200 yards and I think they win. I mean, absolute disrespect. I mean, it's a home dog. You gotta like a home dog. And I, I really like Ball State. I really do. No, I can't. I Ball State and is on my list. Georgia Southern might have beat Wyoming or beat Wisconsin last week. They didn't have five fucking turnovers. But Ball State's gonna take the air out of the ball. It's gonna be low, grind it down. Um, Georgia State's or Georgia Southern's gonna try to go fast. And I don't think there's gonna be many possessions in this game to be honest. So I think Georgia or Ball State money line's actually a decent play. And I'm going to go against the grain from the crowd that I have sitting around me. Um, 2.30, the game that I like is KU against BYU. And I know everyone that's currently listening to this right now likes BYU. Um, no, no. BYU is going to have a rude awakening for the Big 12 that they're joining. I'm going against the Virgins. KU is going to score a bunch of points. Uh, they had a letdown against Nevada. I don't I don't think it's any more anything else other than a letdown. And I think they're going to beat BYU by two touchdowns. I will not be backing you on that, sir. I don't know what this game is going to be about. But Slovis was good last week against Arkansas. Granted, Arkansas didn't have their top running back. And you don't have a run game. And that new semi-pro style under center offense that Arkansas is running, you don't have anything. I mean, they only had 55 yards rushing against BYU. I don't think KU is going to be able to run the ball as much as they need to in order for that offense to be able to throw the ball. So, I disagree, good sir. And I think that line's moved about a point and a half, hasn't it? Started at seven, I believe. Yeah, it's it's moved down. That's why I like it even more. I like it. Give me that, give me give me the virgins at ten and a half. Oh come on. no, the lines moved towards the virgins. Has it? Yeah. Yeah. So ten line, and a half. Give me ten and a half. No, the virgins. line has moved towards the virgins. Yeah. It was it was no. It was six and a half. Now it's nine and a half. Oh. I agree with Richard on that. It, it is, has it is moved. moving towards the virgins and, and they're getting more points and I, Mike, I'm not going to disagree with you, but I really hope that Nevada game was a mirage because that just cost me money, and I no longer trust KU. So good luck to you. <laughs> so is, this, is this our shot bet for the week? Wait, one second, one second. Okay, this, so this should be our shot bet for the week. So you mean to tell me that the line's moving towards BYU, but the money has always been on BYU? I think Daniels has an issue. How does that make sense? I think Daniel. There's something wrong with Daniels. Well, I still like Bean. I still like Bean better than I like Slovis. Oh, Slovis is garbage, but yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't think KU covers by ten. I just don't. Hmm. Hmm. 
That's not going to be our shot bet for the week. Although we do need to come up with a shot bet. So I think that should be our shot bet for the week. No, that's not going to be our shot all right, bet. All right. all right, so next up I have a 3 o'clock game. Rice at USF. Um, I'm hoping the public is going to be all over USF because yeah. Alabama was just... I don't even know what Alabama was. I don't know if Alabama knows what Alabama was because Alabama only beating USF 17-3 to is... I mean... Insanity. I, I, I don't. I don't understand. I don't know any other good way to say it. Um, it seems like Alabama's got a lot of things going wrong, um, specifically inside their locker room. Okay. So and 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 I think people are pretty low on this Rice team, and 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 Rice is is much better than I think the losses that they have, particularly Texas, show. I think Rice wins by a touchdown. You know, they're two and a half point favorites on the road. I'm taking a minus six and a half. I think they win by a touchdown. That's on my board, too. I think that Rice is a very, very good play um, on Saturday. I don't think USF is as advertised, but like you said, that Alabama game is going to make people think that they're the truth. And I think it was more so guys upset that Milro wasn't starting and some some confusion in the locker room and guys not playing hard and wet conditions. So I think that um, Rice is definitely the play there. Yep, yep, yep. So moving on to the 6.30 picks I have. Uh, starting off, uh, nobody likes this team. Nobody gives them love in any way. And it's mainly because of their offense. Uh, people, they are constantly the whipping boy of Twitter. As in, everyone is completely mocking them. Um, not completely unjustly. They usually deserve it. But Iowa is going into Penn State, and I just I have to take the Hawkeyes. They just lost their tight end. The guy who has the most receptions on their entire team is out, and their quarterback is hampered. Like, that's a terrible play. It's <laughs> fucking awful. I wish I had the button here to hit the you're an idiot thing from Seinfeld. Richard's making me feel really good about this one. I'm just telling you. So I'm going to be taking Iowa plus 10.5. I know I've already taken Iowa, I believe, two times this year and have hit. So maybe I'm relying on them too much, but I'm still taking Iowa. Plus 10.5. Richard doesn't agree. Mike probably doesn't agree either. That's okay. We're still taking it. I was actually going to play that one, but I've been losing, so I don't know what that means. (laughs) (laughs) I have his vote of confidence, so I'm feeling good about that one. And lastly, you know, I just need to take this game because, I mean, it's the game of the week, let's be honest. Ohio State, you know, against Notre Dame. I, I I'm not hugely high on this Ohio State team. You know, I I am also not giantly high on Notre Dame either. Nor am I ever. Uh, yes, I'm Catholic, but I still don't like them. Um, I, I'm just gonna go with the the quarterback that was much better last year and 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 moving teams. I'm going with Notre Dame minus two and a half. You know, they're at home. Simple as is. I'm taking my alternate on the big game, home team, that's a dog, and I'm riding with it. Nothing else to say on that one. No I words from anyone else. Like I said, I wish I could hit my play button here for you're an idiot. Play, but it's okay. We'll get to that. But someone needed to play the primetime game. I appreciate it, Michael. I also trust the better quarterback, so why not take the home team better quarterback? I like it. I think- All right, so Mike just agreed. I am now changing to Ohio State minus 12. <laughs> All right. All right. Okay, anyway. Too much shade for Mike. 
<laughs> anyway, go moving on to the nine thirty. Lock of the week, boys. <laughs> All right. Anyway, moving on to nine thirty game. We're picking a real late one. We love the Pac twelve. No, we really don't. Guess, the Pac two. Cal. Richard knows. Hey. Richard understands. Richard hates it too. No, I'm just. I respect it. I'm Cal's, just, Cal's covered the last ten against Washington. I give you that. I, I mean, I think this Cal team's relatively underrated. I, I mean, like Cal. I told you I liked Cal. Yeah, really yeah. I like Ott. I, I like the Cal team. You know, they played a much better than I think people realize uh, Idaho team. Agreed. Yeah, they lost to Auburn. I think Auburn's pretty good too. But Cal committed like four fucking turnovers. Yeah, I, I mean. You commit four turnovers a team. Uh, you commit four turnovers against a team, three, and you only lose by four. That's a honestly pretty impressive. I agree. I'm taking Cal plus seventeen at Washington. I know Washington's legit. I know Mike will probably be backing me on this one because he just doesn't like Penix, and Richard will probably be against me because he likes Penix. Not at twenty and a half. I won't. I thought it was fourteen. Um, twenty and a half. I like. Okay, yeah. So I'm taking plus seventeen alternate. We only bet alternates here because we're sickos. Not on the road. On the road, we're taking an alternate. And that wraps up my FBS games, but I've got FCS games that I like. You're not going to get mine. You don't know that. You don't know that. That's our wager. You don't know that. That's a wager. If if. If you get all of those, all lines, of them, okay, that's ridiculous. I'll give you three out of five. If you get three, out, three out, of five, out of five, three out of five. Okay, so they're gonna have a line on that one, that one, and that one. Uh, yeah, I'll take that. I'll right. take that. All right, deal. All right, all right. So I've got five SCS games I like. I know this is insanity because there are no FCS versus FBS games this week. Richard doesn't even think there'll be lines. But that's okay. That's okay. Hey, hey, hey. And it has to be DraftKings, FanDuel. No, 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 no. It can't be like no. It's bet just online. FanDuel. Just FanDuel. Just FanDuel. Oh, just FanDuel. Even better. even better. Just FanDuel. You okay. can't be bet online or bravado. No, it's just FanDuel. All right, deal. Just FanDuel. All right. Anyway, we just took a bet that all five of these games, uh, three of them, are actually going to be on FanDuel available for betting. Richard doesn't believe me. The loser uh, takes a rumple shot. So Richard's going to be taking another one. First game I have up, Holy Cross. We love the Crusaders. We absolutely love the Crusaders. I don't know exactly what this line is going to be against Colgate. My guess is this is going to be three touchdowns. I would take anything up to minus 24 because I think Holy Cross is going to dominate this Colgate team. That's a little bit off the radar one. That's mainly just because I love Holy Cross and Colgate is absolute garbage. Now I'm actually getting into good FBS games. Whatever that means. Uh, Rhode Island is going to Villanova. Both pretty good teams here, but I'm really I'm really leaning towards Rhode Island. Uh, I like Rhode Island either money line or up to minus six and a half. I think they win this game. And then next up, we have a matchup of two teams we bet on or against last week, and that is Idaho against Sacramento State. That'll be a great game. This this has some pretty big implications, I think. And I think Idaho is going to really show that they're a, a top five team, one to really be reckoned with in the FCS and, and possibly a, a contender for the national championship. I think Idaho, you know, a touchdown, I take them. I would take Idaho minus six and a half. Sacramento State, obviously they just beat Stanford. I'm hoping everyone is high on that. They don't realize uh, that... Idaho just beat an absolutely awful Nevada team last week. Um, okay, anyway. 
they don't they don't realize that Idaho lost to Cal last week, and um, you know that line is a little bit lower than I hope it will be, and it's minus six and a half. I'm hoping uh, I could see it being a little bigger than that, but minus six and a half Idaho against Sac State. I like that. Next up, we have Montana State going to Weber State. Two good teams here. Obviously, Richard took Weber State last week against Utah, plus 28.5. I think Weber's legit, but I think Montana State is uh, hard to argue against. Um, I think Montana State, anywhere from a touchdown to two touchdowns, I take them. And then lastly, Albany is going to Morgan State. I know everyone has Albany and Morgan State all over their calendar. This is the biggest game of the year, Richard. The biggest game of the year. If Albany is favored by a touchdown or less, you're taking Albany. They're going to win this game. They're going to win it by a touchdown. Albany is a, a pretty good team. Morgan State is nothing to rave about. This line is going to be literally 20. This line is not going to be 20. It's going to be 20. It is not going to be 20. Morgan State's not good. You're, you're high. They literally played a, what is it, a three-point game against Akron? Don't get me wrong. Akron's no special team or anything, but that's going to draw betters to Morgan State. Morgan State sucks. Albany's actually pretty decent. Michael, there's no betters betting FCS except for you <laughs> and the old guy at the fucking horse track watching games. All right. Well, we'll see if if at least three of those games have lines. It's all right. Rumple bet. That, that, is, that is my... Uh, that is my Rumple Bet of the Week. Speaking of Rumple Bet of the Week, Richard. Right. Richard. Fucking you disgusting. owe us a shot. It's fucking disgusting. Well, wait a second. Let's explain the shot again. So the reason Richard owes us a shot is he said, Richard, what'd you say? I gave you a win. Ri- oh, a Richard. Win. It was charity. It was charity. Okay. Charity. It was charity. Anyway, Richard was claiming that Sacramento State was going to be what was it? Four, 13 and a half point dogs against Stanford. He was he was very incorrect. He he was overjudging how much the public likes Stanford by quite a bit. Um, so now he's taking a shot because of it. So Richard, go ahead and down that rumple for us. You love it, don't you? Oh, so fucking gross. How did the failure date, Richard? Dude, that shit's so bad. Oh my god. <laughs> that's so bad and it's fucking hot too you asshole i drank it warm i didn't drink it cold you're a psychopath for the record richard slung this stuff for profit for years so this is just irony at its finest <laughs> 63 so, water sir I, I will say water i will say we do have one more uh jaeger or not jaeger rumple bet this week that me and Mike joined in against Richard. Oh yeah. And the the bet was if Stanford beats Colorado. No, 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 no. The bet is 6 for Colorado to win wins. Right? No, the bet was for Stanford to beat Colorado. Well, I need odds cuz they're going to be double digit dogs. You did get odds. Oh, I did. Dipshit. Okay. I don't remember. Oh, if if Stanford beats Colorado here in a couple weeks, me and Mike each have to take three rumple shots. Three rumple shots. A piece. Yes. That, that's a piece. If Colorado beats Stanford, Richard has to take two rumple shots. I'll take that bet all day. He'll take that bet. I'll take that bet. Mike will take that bet. Richard's going to be drinking some rumple. Whatever. Whatever. All right. So now we're done with the games and all. Richard. Let's move on to your week four picks. All right, I'll start with my first one because I know Mike's going to get off this thing. So, Mike, 
What's the word around K-State's stadium right now? What are these guys saying about this whole coach going to Michigan State last week after the game? I don't know if I've heard any good information. You know, I, I've heard from a kid that was on the team last year, had a lot of fr- friends that coach flew back with the team. I'd also heard through people I trusted that, you know, Kleiman did get on a plane to Michigan State, but he, he most certainly didn't take any job. Um, I, I've, I've heard conflicting stories, both from fairly credible people, so I really have no idea. What about Klein's health, or not Klein's health, or Klein 2.0, what about his health, Howard? I hear that is game time decision. I, I hear it, it's... Uh, I gotta be honest, I, I like K-State more so if Avery Johnson's starting, might mix things up. I don't, he kid can't throw the ball. And he's, he, I understand he can't throw the ball, but... And he's allergic to weight room, he's gonna get fucking hit one time and go down. <laughs> Uh, I hear he's the fastest kid on the team. Well, I mean, you have to be the fastest kid on the team when you weigh a buck thirty-five. Um, what was I going to say? I know UCF Plumlee's out, <clears throat> Green's out for K State, which is a massive blow to the defense. I mean, he's the best defensive player in my opinion. So I was surprised the line came down on K State. The look ahead was seven and a half for K State before last week. Now it's another three and a half. Um, I saw Fitz, the guy who cost us Gary Patterson, came out and said on his 24-7 website that Kleinman did go to Michigan State, but he didn't go for the reasons that we're thinking. Um, Supposedly it was to see a recruit. Yeah, I don't know how many guys go to watch games where guys are playing another, whatever. Anyways, um, I kind of li- like K-State here. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not a big fan of Gus Malzahn. Their, top, their quarterback's out. I think this run the backup through two interceptions last week. I think he's not going to be as good against K State, even with your best defensive player out. I think K State, that environment at Bill Snyder Stadium, I think that's a place that K State can definitely get the job done. Um, it's just going to come down to a matter of if Howard's playing or not. So that's going to be a game I kind of take probably live. Um, I just want to talk about that because I know Mike's going to get off this thing. But uh, Mike wouldn't do it, but I'm going to play with the Shiano man. Rutgers at Michigan, 24 and a half. Um, I think that Rutgers is much improved. I think Michigan has actually looked pretty lackadaisical and not really, um, they're really not playing up to their potential, to be honest. They're very just laid back. They're not driving teams into the ground. And you got to go to Michigan or Nebraska next week. I think they're thinking Rutgers is a cupcake. I think they can hang around at that 24 and a half mark, to be honest with you. Anybody got thoughts on that one? I mean, Rutgers is overperformed every you know week. Michigan that. is underperformed every week. Yeah, that's all I gotta say. Yeah, I mean, I I, I think Gishiano man is. I really believe that Rutgers. Rutgers is built to cover this year, guys. You're gonna watch this team sneakily cover every week because they run the ball and they keep everything in front of them on defense and tackle. They just grind things out. I, I love this game, actually. No, I, I do, too. And I, like I said, I think Rutgers is the play here. I think they can cover 24.5 just for those reasons that you mentioned. Uh, the next game that I am definitely going to watch and try to catch it more at 2.5 is that Florida State-Clemson game. Um, obviously, like Florida that. State was not up to par last week, or last week. You know, We were on that Boston College side, which worked out really well for us. Reservations that I have, I mean, if I could catch Florida State or if I could catch Clemson, it's somewhere around five or six. I think it's a good play on either side. The biggest concerns I have, though, is the Florida State was going through the flu last week. How much are those guys back? Um, You know, Jordan Travis had that shoulder injury. He continued to play, but it definitely affected the way he was throwing the ball in the second half. Um, They're big top wide receivers at Cooks, Colin, the guy they transferred from Michigan State. He's supposed to be hampered. And so um, whether he plays or not is a 
big, big issue. But for Clemson, their kicker missed has missed three field goals this year and already an extra point. That really concerns me in a game that's supposed to be tight. Um, Clemson's top wide receiver is out, so that's going to be pretty tough as well. Um, so I think this game is a dead nuts under. Dead nuts under, to be honest with you. But if I can catch it live, Florida State 6 or Clemson at 6, I'm definitely going to partake in either one of those. Um, any thoughts on those ones? I, I I kind of I kind of agree with that one. Uh, I'm like I said I have no comments. Like so that game felt like a weird trap all week. That it it does State feel like a too. trap. It does feel like a trap, and that's why I agree. I really that's think, the only reason. I really think that game comes down to a field goal at the end. To be honest, and that's what I'm saying. If I can get, grab either side at five or six, I think it's a good play. You know, going into Death Valley, it's going to be tough. It's an early game. Um, Florida State battling the flu. Clemson's kicker issues. Their offensive issues. I think it's definitely going to be an under game. I think both teams defenses are going to be um, whoever can create a turnover somewhere is going to win that game. Uh, next one. I like, I love SMU money line at TCU. I love that too. I, the thing is, is I took Houston last week for the same reason. But Houston's not as good as the team. Uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. This SMU team is better. And I was, I threw shade at them when I bet on Oklahoma, but you're right. I don't like SMU's coach because he's a disciple of, um, uh, the guy at UCF, Gus so, Malzahn. Gus Malzahn. So it makes me question him. But TCU's secondary, their linebacker getting aligned is just awful. And SMU has guys who can go. I think this is a game that SMU can definitely win. And I think TCU, you know, for what we saw week one, what we saw week two, and what we saw week three, TCU is not what they were last year. And their coaching staff has not been able to develop guys as they needed. So I think SMU money lines to play. I'm definitely going to look at here. Um, any thoughts on that one, guys? Uh, no opinion. One? I already nope. gave you this. I was thinking Mike had an opinion. Uh, Ball State, love that money line. You know, Mike mentioned those problem or mentioned that game earlier. Um, I think Ball State's going to grind it down. It's going to be a run game. Georgia Southern throw so many interceptions last week. I think Ball State's defense is going to confuse that quarterback. I think they'll generate some more turnovers. So that's a game I definitely love. Throw some love on my boy Marquise Cooper from Kent State. <laughs> Come on. He's good. There you go. He's good. That's good enough for me. All right. So, you know, my favorite team in the entire country, Colorado goes to Oregon. I absolutely hate that Travis Hunter is hurt because it's a fucking excuse. It's going to be a fucking excuse next week when they get hung for 75. Colorado has given up the most sacks of any team in the FBS. They have given up the most yards lost by a quarterback in the entire FBS. In pure run pass run situations when the ball is actually handed off to the quarterback, they have gained the fewest yards of any FBS team in the country. Granted, the statistics look a little different because they throw the ball behind the line of scrimmage quite a bit with screens and different other other type of offensive plays, but they have no rush. Oregon is number one in havoc created at the line of scrimmage from the defensive side of the ball. I think Oregon first half is going to be an absolute lock. I think Colorado is going to struggle to put up points. I mean, they struggled against Nebraska. The only reason they were able to put up fifteen more or put up points in the Colorado games because they scored fifteen in the second or fifteen in overtime. Colorado is going to struggle mightily in this game, and I'm going to relish every single second of it. They will be absolutely destroyed and run by Col- by Oregon, and it's going to be a masterpiece. The only concern I have 
is that Oregon's quarter or head coach is a fucking idiot. I mentioned this last year with the game against Oregon State last year. He doesn't have any fucking sense of how to coach. He doesn't have any time management skills. So that's the only thing that concerns me. That's why I think the first half play here is perfect, and that's something I'll be taking for sure. So Richard likes Oregon? I like Oregon first half. And I'll probably take a bunch of bets live. I just, again, I love, I think Oregon, I just can't stand Oregon's coach, and I can't trust him at the end. But at, I think at this that point, he, the show cannot go without Colorado hate. So thank you for keeping the theme going. So you know, the, the heat, the heat, the hate's going to be there every goddamn I, week. I, I didn't follow it, but I'm all I'm you know, here. What? I'm here for the hate. I'm here for it. Another thing about Colorado. Let's let me just get let me dig a little deeper. <clears throat> How the fuck do you not know overtime rules? Did anybody see the end of that game? No, I was asleep. He literally didn't understand the concept of if we decide to play defense on this side of the ball. It's not like, oh, then you get to decide who gets the ball first. That's why every team since the beginning of fucking overtime rules in college football has gone on defense first except for Deion Sanders because the dumbass didn't know the fucking rule. He seems like an intelligent fellow. Did you see the interview after the game? No. Talking about the center that just started his first game for Colorado? The reporter asked the kid's name. The look of confusion on Deion's face tells you he has no fucking idea in most of his players' names. I mean, he, he knows both of his son's names. I mean, if he, was it, is it number one and number two? Or is it, no, two and five? Is that what they're ranked? Shallow's the quarterback, right? I don't fucking know. <laughs> I can't stand Dion. I hope they get fucking railroaded. The only problem is Travis is hurt, so that's going to be the blame game this next week. Opinion, Mike, or no? I, I can tell that I, I was shocked that you went with this game and, you know, in the Colorado bad. Got it. <laughs> All right, next one. I have read the tea leaves. Cam Rising is playing on Saturday against UCLA. Um, you know that for sure? I would say. You can just feel it? Is it a gut feel? I, I can you have feel to, it in your bones? He's going to happen. Cam Rising's playing now. He's playing because the line's already moved three points. Cam's playing. Hmm. He has to. Um, so I think that's a good play. I think Utah comes out playing really, really well. That means if Cam's back, that means the tight end's back, which is... Utah's offense. Mm. UCLA is much improved, but they do have a young quarterback. Their defense is improved, but I just think Utah is just different. I love Utah. Their team, I think, win the Pac-12, so I'm definitely on top of that one. Uh, next one. FAU lost their starting quarterback. Thompson is out. Doesn't matter. Richardson, Central Michigan, the Chippewas, he's now taking over. I think they can hang around at Illinois because Illinois is not good. This game is going to be railroaded down to a very slow-paced game. I will not be joining you and on this one. And I think FAU can hang on this one. I will not be joining you on I this one. I think they got it. I think they can hang around. I, think I respect okay. the play. I will not be joining. I hate that next game that you have highlighted. Love the Virgins. You don't like the Virgins? You guys doubted me last week at the Virgins. Look what happened. Outright dub. Did I did I bet on Arkansas? No, I did not. But, you doubt but I will bet on KU this week. Fuck that. Why would you trust KU? Why would I trust KU? Why do you trust BYU? I don't trust BYU. Why would you trust someone that doesn't have any relief during the week? <laughs> they got soaking. <laughs> All right, next game. Uh, gotta like UMass at home against New Mexico. UMass is much better. They might have won last week against Eastern Michigan, but they had three turnovers, so that kind of hampered them. UNM's not good going on the road, having to travel all the way to the East Coast. I think they get popped there. 
next bet, everybody's going to be against Iowa State. Oklahoma State's not good. I mean, it was highlighted last week with South Alabama, one of our fucking plays. They're going to get routed. I think Oklahoma State, the three-quarterback system, is not working. See, I thought that was going to be Mike's sicko play, but I mean, I can, I can support I it. That. I can see that. It's yeah. a sicko play. No, it is. Know, at this it point, is. it is. It is. I think Iowa State's a play. Uh, next one, same thing you're on. I love Rice at UC- USF. I think Rice wins outright for sure. Um, well, I guess they covered their favorite by three. I don't think USF's any good. Mm-hmm. They lost a lot of talent. They're rebuilding. I think the only problem is it's going to be extremely um, wet down there. It's supposed to be a hurricane coming on the west or east coast. So that should be something to watch. Uh, one of my favorite plays, I just talked about it. I think Jacksonville State absolutely obliterates Eastern Michigan. I can respect Eastern that. Michigan is not good. They've committed so many turnovers, and their record is not indicative of what kind of a team that is. I was impressed with Jackson State week one when they went against UTEP. Um, their quarterback can absolutely play. I think that's a team that can definitely get a win and win big in that one. Um, next one, fucking hate FIU. How these guys are continuing you, why, to win. You just, you just keep fading FIU. I this just, is worse than Colorado at this point. FIU is not this good. Is, they're just not good. They just. I understand they're not good, but come on, man. I have to be it, They are home dogs by 10 points and you're betting against them what is wrong with you i'm betting against them because they're 10 point dogs with a three and one record that's why i'm betting against them because everybody's gonna be a fucking fiu i'm taking it i like the game i'm gonna have to take it uh next game colorado state middle tennessee love colorado state even though it was a really physical game last week i think middle tennessee state isn't as physical as colorado state and colorado state's offense was actually impressive mm-hmm. the wide receiver was impressive um i think they bounced back in a big way uh, next one, love Wyoming. App State's good. They're much improved, but I love Wyoming. I love that football team. I like we mentioned that it too. in the preview. I think they route this team. I think it's a good win here just because everybody's going to be eyeing that App State game. I had Nevada and Texas State on the list, but I don't think I'm going to fire on it. Uh, next one, I don't. I think this game, I, oh, uh, excuse me, Ohio State Notre Dame game is going to be extremely confusing. It is. It is that, like I said, that's why I'm it's going literally dog. it's literally going to be the best defensive unit against the best offensive unit, and the second best defensive unit against the second best offense. I don't think Iowa State, or excuse me, Ohio State, Ohio State's offense is as good as it, everybody thinks it should be. I don't think it is good. It could, it can be. They have so many talent on the outside. Yeah, they I mean, the, they have a whole bunch of talent. I don't think their quarterback's worth a damn. He's not. But the thing is, is He's going to have to win in the red zone. Notre Dame is going to try to shrink this in between the 20s and make you beat them in the red zone. Can he make plays in the red zone? If he can, he's going to win. But the biggest thing is, for Notre Dame, can they limit the big plays? If they can keep Marvin oh, Harrison Jr. Well, just even, from getting an 80-yard reception. Well, it's not even that. Just any player from getting 35, 40-yard plays. Yeah. If you can keep everything in front of you and give up no big plays and hang around in the red zone, you can hang in that game. Yeah, I'm gonna watch it and try to catch something live, but I don't have anything pregame. My lean would be, my lean would be Ohio State just because that line came out early in the year and it was ten, and now it's down to three. And I think it's just too much love for Notre Dame because I still have a ton of question marks about that's, their defensive line and their O line. Okay, that's fair. I can uh, that. Next game, Memphis. I love Memphis in this position. Missouri coming off a big fucking win. Cook is hurt. We've already seen that Mizzou likes to keep it very conservative against teams they think they should beat. They're going to be looking ahead to their game, first game in the SEC. Cook's hurt. 
vanilla offense. Memphis has some talent, and they have a lot of guys who can play in a bunch of big-time transfers like we highlighted in the previews. I think Memphis is going to cover seven easily, so that's a game I'm going to be taking for sure. Um, another game, uh, you know, Mike's Lock of the Week, UNLV at UTEP. We already mentioned it. UTEP is a fucking dead dog. I mean, they are dead. That team doesn't care. The coaches are... Dying out. Dimmel doesn't have a connection with his players anymore. I think UNLV, even though they got a big win last week, I think UNLV comes out on fire, and I think they put UTEP to sleep pretty quickly. So I love that game. Uh, next one, USC against ASU. ASU has lost five of their eight offensive linemen. They Oof. had slated to play for Oof. the entire year. Oof. They've lost two quarterbacks. Ugh. I think the team under points here is a great play. I haven't even looked, but I'm just going to entertain that it's probably going to be somewhere around 13 or 14. I don't know if they can score. Even though USC's defense isn't super great or super strong, I don't think with an offensive line that is so poor, you'll be able to put up any points even getting that many possessions because you know USC is going to generate so many plays or so many more possessions for both teams. So that's a good that's a play that I really really like. Um, next one, love Cal. We already talked about that. Mike's on or Michael's on Cal. Uh, Washington's good. Everybody's gonna be heavy on Washington for next week, just because Washington had that massive, massive beatdown. Yeah, I love that massive beatdown against um, Michigan State last week. Uh, I think this is a game they're gonna try to put up a ton of points. I think Cal can actually hang around a little bit, and I think this game is closer to fifteen or sixteen than it is twenty. Um, it looks like ASU's line is 12.5. I don't think they score 12.5. So I think the team under on ASU or Arizona State's a good play. Finally, late night, and you got to make some money back, 11 p.m. on the Central. Time. Not not make money. you got to make more. More money. Make, yeah, come on. More money, you, more you problems. You don't have to make right? it back. More money, more problems. New Mexico State. Please tell Hawaii. me. Please tell me you're taking New Mexico State. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. A, I'm a They're making Pavia. a comeback, baby. They're gonna break that team total over. I already like Pavia. I think they're gonna come back. I think the coach has got the team's attention with a kind of lackluster play the first two weeks. So I think that's a really, really, really good play on their part. So that's uh that's it. That's what I'm on, and I think uh, should be a should be a good day to be honest with you. It should should be should be a good week. And week will- four. We're we're making it past all the FCS games, so we have nothing really to hold ourselves on to. But that's not true. We're gonna we keep. A, we, still gonna, have, we still have one really good FCS game at the end of the year, and I don't even know if you know what it is. Idaho against North Dakota State. No, I'm talking FCS. <laughs> FCS versus FBS. I gotta be honest. I don't know who it is. Who is it? Holy Cross on the road at Army. No. Yeah. No way. Yeah. Seriously. Promise. Oh my gosh promise they're gonna win that game i agree they're gonna win i agree so again uh record in college football is not great at this point it's 59 percent, which isn't terrible but again nine of those losses are well i guess 11 of those losses are fading colorado just because of my pure hate for colorado um total losses i have 29 losses in college football 11 of those are attributed to fading colorado so that gives you a little bit of an indication how much colorado owes me at this point so um (laughs) So you, you're going to make your money back on Colorado this I week. I am. It's going to bust. And it's only going to happen soon. And I'm going to continue down this road. Either I'm going to go broke or I'm going to be very successful. Because my reads are usually pretty fucking dead on. And they've just been very lucky to this point. They've just been lucky. That's all it is. And I think, I hope Travis Hunter is out this week. 
I hope he's out next week. And everybody's, oh, Travis Hunter's back for Arizona State. And Arizona State's garbage and they barely win. And then they get beat by Stanford at home. I'm ready for that to happen. If that happens. Hey, they are not going to get beat by Stanford. They're losing and to Stanford. I, I can't wait to see you take two rumpus shots because I will of that. take those two shots and probably a $5,000 loss if that happens. But you know what? I will take it. and I'll, I'll, You'll take it like a man. I'll take it like a man. So. All right, Richard, any closing thoughts for week four? No, I really don't. <laughs> All right. Godspeed and good luck, everyone. We'll see you in the next one. Good luck on week four. What are you doing? You're not betting. You know he's not supposed to bet. Come on, Jerry. It's a lock. Kramer, you've had this thing under control for almost three years now. Don't start again. But it's a lock, No. Jerry.